you're listening to the Mind Manual Podcast, Episode 16, The One Thought That Will Destroy Your Weight Loss Journey Every Time. When you find people abandoning their protocol for what they plan to eat for the day in order to stay on track towards their weight loss goals, you will almost always find this sneaky one sentence lurking in the background. I deserve this. When any of your favorite foods are in front of you, or even if they're not, and you're looking for that next pleasurable hit of something, you find yourself abandoning all of the great intentions and plans for a slimmer, healthier body because of this one thought when it comes to eating what you know you shouldn't, and that is, I deserve this. This is the lie that we tell ourselves in the moment in an attempt to railroad our higher ideals. It gives us the permission that we need to enjoy the immediate pleasure of eating the thing and delaying our long-term desires of enjoying a healthier and slimmer body. We convince ourselves that we can do it later, but that day never arrives because there's always a pleasure that we deserve to get us through the day. So we are forever trading the dreams and goals that we have in our life for the temporary hit of pleasure from food in the moment. When you understand how the primitive part of our brain is wired, you can start to see why we keep sabotaging our plans like this, despite the obvious fact that they're for our highest good and how we truly do want to live our lives. Why is it that the short term keeps trumping the longer term? Well, the primitive programming that the human brain comes pre-installed with has everything to do with survival. In our early beginnings, when food was scarce and threats were plentiful, we were required to leave the safety of our caves and face the dangers of the world in hunting and gathering our food in order to survive. So in order to reduce the amount of times that we needed to place ourselves in harm's way in search for sustenance, the safer we would be. Conserving energy was necessary given our ancestors didn't always know when they would have food again. It meant that they didn't need to replenish their energy stores so often if they could stay in the safety of the cave and conserve energy. All very logical, sensible and rational. This is the first element of the motivational triad that our primitive brain is in charge of. Next is the question of pain and what that represents to our survival. Essentially, we experience physical pain in the body as a warning or alert signal to the brain that something is wrong and we need to do something or alter our course to fix or remedy the problem. It's an amazing feedback system that we have inbuilt so that we can know to take action to avoid the threat and restore our system back to homeostasis, which is a state of balance among all the systems in our body that we need to survive and function. In terms of emotional pain, when we experience fear or anxiety or any negative emotion, it's a signal back to the brain that there's an impending danger which releases the neurotransmitters to physically prepare the body for fight or flight. So we have this inbuilt bias for wanting to avoid pain in order to survive. 
all very sensible, logical, and rational. This is the second element in the motivational triad that our primitive brain is in charge of. The third element is our need to seek pleasure and what that represents to our survival. The most basic functions of our survival will depend upon eating to supply energy for our biological systems to function properly and reproduction to ensure the succession of our species into the future. If we didn't have this natural desire to keep performing these activities, then our survival could not be assured. The desire to eat and the desire for sex are a necessary, natural and normal function that is driven by this primitive part of the brain, also called the reptilian brain. The problem with pleasure, however, is that it relies on a surge of dopamine, which is a chemical called a neurotransmitter that is released by the brain, and it's also a hormone that is made in our adrenal glands. The release of this dopamine substance is what makes us feel good, which is why it's also known as the feel-good hormone. Its other role in the body is learning and memory. So it naturally follows there will be a strong link and association between eating and having sex with feeling good, which then gets stored as a memory for easy and efficient recall to conserve energy. This subconscious programming and imprinting process allows the brain to use the least amount of energy to recall the pattern of this event in order to survive. Given the human brain uses the most amount of energy of any organ in the body, it relies on this autopilot function to perform its activities, with the most powerful and dominant being for survival. The other important role of dopamine in the body is that it regulates our motivation. This is thought to contribute in making dopamine an addictive substance. So when dopamine is released in response to an activity that we have pre-programmed to desire, such as eating, drinking or having sex, this reward of feeling good will get tied to that behaviour or food and it becomes a trigger for experiencing that pleasurable sensation. So when you're exposed to those environmental cues, you'll begin to feel the same drive and desire to seek out that same pleasure. This drive can be incredibly powerful, creating an urge that's hard to control, which is a factor in the development of addiction. Unfortunately, drugs of abuse also released dopamine. In a study by a professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Biobehavioral Sciences at the University of California, they measured the release of dopamine across various substances. Alcohol, for example, produced a release of dopamine from about 100 units to 200. He got a similar magnitude in effect with nicotine. Cocaine produced a huge release from 100 units to about 350 units. And the mother of all was methamphetamine. That went up to 1,250 units, which is a tremendous hit of dopamine. This reward of pleasure linked with food and substances and other activities that release a surge of dopamine becomes so strong that it can crawl up our survival potent pole, making drugs, alcohol and pleasurable food the most important part of our survival. And because the memory sensory association is so strong and well rehearsed, 
Just the thought of having the alcohol, the food or the drugs is enough to trigger the memory recall of that experience and it starts to create a series of responses in the body. So dopamine in the brain creates the pleasure, not just around consuming the thing, but the specific memory of how rewarding it is to eat that favourite food or drink that glass of wine. Just describing and reliving memories of having it is enough to set off this chemical association between reward and pleasure in the brain, kicking off our craving symptoms. So the old out of sight, out of mind trick will only get you so far. The rest will be up to how you manage your mind and not indulging in the thoughts and memories of having it. The reality is that for many of us who have been lucky enough in the lottery of life to have been born in a part of the world that isn't trapped in the poverty cycle, then these primal instincts are not as relevant to us when we have a plentiful supply of food with a social security safety net and the law of the land is in order. It's no longer a fight for your life day in, day out. And so we don't need to be dominated by our primal brain when it urges us to eat the food when you don't need it or reach for the second or third glass of wine to keep that hit going. We are privileged enough to give more airtime to our higher brain that is familiar with our higher ideals and truest desires of wanting to live in a healthier, slimmer body. In order to do that, we need to stay operating at the level of the rational, logical thinking mind and call it out for what it is. So next time you find yourself thinking of all your favourite foods, which only fuels your desire to go and reach for the thing that you know is contributing to the problems with your weight and health in spite of your higher ideals. And you hear that one poisonous thought that your primal brain will go and offer you, I deserve this. Please don't fall for it. It's a trap. It's a lie that will forever keep you hooked into prioritising that immediate pleasure hit over what you truly deserve. When you consider the other half of the story, is it also true that you also deserve to be burdened with an extra 10, 20, 30 kilos of weight to carry around at all times, wherever you go? Is it also true that you deserve to be burdened with having to measure and monitor your blood sugar levels throughout each day so you know how much insulin you need to inject to compensate for that failing pancreas? Is it also true that you deserve to restrict your activities in life to only those that are bearable when you're carrying all that extra weight? And the list goes on. We need to call it all out and finish the full story because the truth is you are choosing all of that when you choose to believe the lie that you deserve all that pleasurable food. The other thing to question is the link between this problematic yet pleasurable food being tied to your deservedness. The Merriam-Webster dictionary defines the word deserve as to be worthy of. So many of us go about our lives trying to earn the right to feel worthy, to prove our worthiness or to find it somewhere, somehow, 
it holds us back and we yearn for it and yet it's nowhere to be found. I believe this is because our worthiness as a person was bestowed upon us at birth by the mere fact that we arrived here on earth in human form from a divine source of energy. So that is never in question. We were already made complete and whole at birth. There is nothing more that could make you more worthy. It's a given. So it follows that there isn't any amount of food that could make you more worthy or deserving. And the starving person on the other side of that, I deserve this story, is no less worthy either because they don't have any food. Politics and mismanagement of resources is responsible for that dilemma. But when you tie your worthiness to food, what you're doing is granting yourself all the justification in the world to keep consuming to your own detriment. We are already worthy as we are and we are no more deserving than our starving friends on the other side. So if you're eating more than you need because you don't want to waste food, I'm betting there's not a single hungry person anywhere in the world who is thankful that you ate more for the sake of their plight. I'm not sure how that helps them in any way whatsoever. So let's not hand the reins over to our primitive mind. It means well, but will also do whatever it takes to fool you into believing that you deserve all the treats and the extra food. A more helpful thought that could go a long way to addressing the real truth of the matter is, I choose my health and the body I want to live in over the foods that will take it away from me. When you expose the truth for what it is and you start to live into that and remind yourself every time you go to eat, it will eventually become your new default consideration and choice that you make about what you eat and how much you eat. This is just one of the ways in how you live more consciously in honouring what you truly desire over the instant dopamine hit of pleasure in the moment. And if you'd like to learn all the ways that we address and overcome the underlying causes of why we overeat, there's a weight loss without willpower program that you can join for as long as it takes to reach your goal weight and reverse that type 2 diabetes. The benefit of taking this program is I don't teach you how to overcome your desire for extra food with willpower. We know that's not sustainable. I teach you how to reduce and eliminate your desire for extra food. So not overeating becomes effortless. And you can also sign up for a free course that introduces you to a couple of these concepts that we teach to get you started over at themindmanual.com. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day. 